Hello and good evening. This is Courtney King, aka the Heart Mentor, aka the Emancipator. Woo woo. And I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia. You're listening to the Reboot Your Biblical Perspective radio talk show where we identify misguided modern day perspectives of the Bible, giving context to the spiritual dynamics of who and what you are via the lens of Rabbi Yeshua and his apostles in the name. On this radio show, we identify subjects and themes that have been misunderstood from the Bible in the name, verified by pragmatic and experimental research carried out under the Zane Kai Katura International Institute of Pneumatology. And hello, everyone. Good evening. This is Tanya Whitkey from Virtual Kisses, speaking to you live from Canada. And we would like to give a huge shout out to everyone joining us on Kingdom Purpose Radio, YouTube, and Facebook. If you'd like to ask us any questions, guys, feel free to comment on YouTube at Anointed Life or join our Facebook group, Anointed Life Mindset Mentors. Once again, good evening. Hello, everybody out there. Yes, <laughs> and we hello. are back. Courtney's back with us. Yay. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> so good to have you. So good to um, be here, everyone. Get it up, get it up. <laughs> so guys, um, today's topic, we're going to be talking about um, fast track to better mental health. Now, um, when we when we get into this, we want to know what is mental health, for instance. Mm -hmm. So according to an article I read on the internet, um, mental health is about how our minds deal with feelings such mm -hmm. as stress, happiness, or sadness, or the actions and choices we make. Yeah. And when somebody falls in the category, guys, of mental illness, it is defined as a specific condition that's <laughs> negatively affects how a person feels, thinks, or even behaves. Examples mm -hmm. of this could be like anxiety, um, depression, bipolar disorder, and even what they see, according to the article, could um, turn into um, schizophrenia. schizophrenia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And interesting. I, it is interesting. And the mental health, the increase in people having mental health issues continues to rise. And there's mm -hmm. so many people who are, you know, suffering from all this erratic behavior and these, um, these negative emotions. And many of us are dealing with them in our day to day lives. And maybe we're not um, dealing with schizophrenia per se, but there are other mental health issues that kind of slide through the cracks. Some of yeah. them that I dealt with prior to having the information that some of the information we're about to share now, um, mm -hmm. such as depression. That is something that most of some data that I looked at is that most Americans actually are suffering from some sort of mental health issue. In fact, there are about 50 million people in the United States alone. And this is according to data from 2019. So this is prior wow. to the pandemic and the article wow. said that it continues to rise. So there are so many people that are having these um, negative feelings and they're not feeling cheerfulness and confidence and enthusiasm and contentment and enjoyment. And so um, we wanted to just get on here today and really give you a framework of how to mm. flip your perspective because <laughs> that's what we do on here. We give you a new perspective on how mm -hmm. to live your life. So, and, and I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm someone who dealt with a lot of 
mental health issues, including depression. And for many years, I didn't even know I was depressed. Somebody actually pointed out to me, um, but people are also dealing with like high stress, anxiety, right. fear. Mm-hmm. They're not having satisfying relationships. They're mm-hmm. having, you know, horrible guilt or from memories or past traumas that have happened. And so everyone wants to have a meaningful life. They don't want to be in despair, whatever that like, you know, they want to be in peace. And so your emotions, in order for them to be in peace, you know, we have to um, address it um, from the name. And that's basically Mm. what we're going to do today. So definitely. Yeah. um, When you said uh, the rise in U.S. there, in Mm -hmm. Canada here as well, um, I haven't pulled up the article, which I should have. But hearing like through family members or um, through friends, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes through the news, you can you can tell that people are not Mm -hmm. very uppity uppity, as you can say, or happy Mm -hmm. or, you know, they're falling into things, tragic things happening in their family. Um, yeah, bringing a lot of stress and sadness and whatnot. And, you know, the rise in, um, like, interest, interest rates or food or whatnot, it mm-hmm. just puts such a big burden on families. And, yeah, there's – I can agree with that statistic that you were just saying. It, it could be even higher in the last two years. Mm-hmm. So. so much. Um, this statistic that I'm looking at now, it's saying um, that almost 20% of adults, this doesn't even have anything to do with children, are experiencing mental illness of some sort, whereas about 5% have severe mental illness. So, you know, prayers go out to the people. And and I'm hoping that those of you who uh, are listening to this, that you will share um, today's broadcast so that those who are suffering can get the information that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, um, mental health issues, we're just going to get right into it, comes from using external validation. Oh, definitely. And it comes, that external validation automatically comes with a codependent identity. Mm-hmm. And so when Adam and Eve were created, they were created to live from the intelligence of their spirit, which is Holy Spirit. And the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. And mm-hmm. so those are the emotions you are supposed to be feeling when there is a lack of dysfunction, because all things in Holy Spirit are functional. In fact, it is he, the name of uh, who has set functionality in order. And so as we function from our spirits or our heart, depending on what audience I'm talking to, um, Mm -hmm. or our energetic system, (laughs) Um, (laughs) we use those words depending on who we're talking to, but um, living from your spirit actually keeps you from having a lot of mental health issues. And then if there's someone who says, well, yeah, well, sometimes those things are physical things where the child is born born with it, that would also be dysfunction somewhere in the energetic system. And there would need to be prayer and Mm -hmm. the spirit of the Holy Spirit to be, um, to bring order to where there's disorder or light to where there's a lack of spirit or darkness. 
And so mm-hmm. either way, <laughs> mm-hmm. whether it's developed because of experiences or something you're born with, it's something that um, Holy Spirit dealt, deals with, but also it's a, a frame of mind or a reference point that you're that you're living from. That's so true. Um, I agree with the the garden perspective of what Father says. He made man in His image mm-hmm. and likeness. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were looking on the, we call it in the at the institute uh, dust perspective, meaning anything that our five senses and, and what our eyes on the outside in this natural world we see going on chaos. We think it's chaos. We think, and yeah, they, it may be disorderly coming from mm-hmm. every every angle in our life. But do we take our cues or our um, what would you say our our actions according to what's happening around us uh, or do we take our actions and our cues from our true self which is what Courtney you were saying uh, love joy peace patience Mm -hmm. if there's something happening in outside what would let's say something turmoil is happening on the outside you would see that situation but your true self would say, okay, there's patience need to be emitted here. So I'm mm-hmm. not going to react. I'm going to relax in the situation. I'm going to watch, but I'm also going to see something in, in you is going to start to, um, you're going to start to have, um, let's say solutions. Solutions will start to come up to execute whatever is penetrating on the outside. That's how we tend to want to live from the name from the inside of our heart inside of our spirit as our as like our father we are the same as he is so that's how we we would react to situations so i totally agree with um the the um, garden perspective and how to deal with problems and the society has ways in which they deal with mental health but they're not Mm -hmm permanent fixes. They're temporary fixes. And you may hear um, people say, well, you need to find a friend to talk about your feelings or, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you know, speak to a psychologist. But what happens when the friend is not available? What happens when the counselor is not available? You know, or they'll say you need to eat well or be, um, keep active or, you know, make sure you stay in touch, ask for help, take breaks. And there's like a list of things And I'm not saying don't do those things, (laughs) but a lot of things are just temporary fixes. You want to be able to function holistically at all times, believe it or not, you know? And Mm -hmm. so a lot of those things, um, they work to a certain degree because they are, they have more, um, I guess, positive connotations than maybe what you were doing previously, but eventually you may get to a place where you find that that doesn't produce the vitality and the energy and the spirit that you need for life. And so when we're talking about mental health, um, prior to, um, well, I guess, because like, again, there's people who's born with certain issues and there's people who through life's <laughs> woes and journey bring you to certain places. But we really want to help people understand is that it's where it's the logic or the mental framework that you're functioning from. Mm-hmm. And that helps you reason, that helps you process, that helps you understand, it helps you solve the problem. It tells you how to live 
life. And so everything that you've ever done, every decision you've ever made is based upon your perception. It's based upon Mm -hmm. your ideals. Mm -hmm. It's based on the understanding that you've nurtured and that you've cultivated. And that is who you've now validated yourself to be. And so if your mental framework has been based on exterior things, then if those exterior things don't work and those exterior things are what you're using to base off your potential, your limitations, your value, your identity, your worth, it affects your mental health. So true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're using money, for instance, to determine whether you're functioning properly, if you don't have any money, it begins to affect your mental health, which is why when we had the pandemic happen, there were people who, who had an increase in mental health issues because money became an issue. It was their source that determined how they felt about something. And when they were no longer validated by that, what, what they were using as their reference point, they began to feel these negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. in our society, it's not just money, though. I mean, we can throw out, sometimes people use their culture, they use, hold on to your seats, <laughs> the Bible. Yeah, it, <laughs> true. It can also um, be like a job. Mm-hmm. If they told you you're supposed to do something, but, and it had your job held hostage to do something and you freak out, <laughs> mm-hmm. then that could be your, you've cultivated your life around that. Mm-hmm. Right? So these are external things. It could be TV. Mm-hmm. It could be music. It could be your parents. Yeah, I can give a, a really quick example of one of okay. those. Um, one of my little ones, they were so much into um, Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. And it was just like engulfing them. And I can I can tell um, that it was overtaking them. And um, mm. I kind of had to say, you know, it's time to put away that stuff. Take a break mm. from that. And you, the terror. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. The eyes. Oh, no. It was a it's reference like it's point. Gone for forever. Sure. <laughs> if, it, if, if the emotion shifted, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had to take a break from that. And mm-hmm. uh, um, after maybe, uh, I think it was six months away from that, and then explaining through it that it doesn't matter what you have. Enjoy it. I told my little one to enjoy it, that you have it. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But when it's time to let go, it's easy. You got to have this detachment from it. And it's easy to let and, and know that somebody else is going to enjoy the same thing you enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's one of the things, an example of some you being attached to like a toy. It could be like mm-hmm. Courtney, what you were saying about TV, it could be mm-hmm. your job, it could be money. It could be your oh, race. You could be using your race as mm-hmm. a external reference point you could be using your gender you can be Mm -hmm. using societal definitions and norms and what people don't understand is when you have all these reference points you're what the bible calls calls double-minded or triple-minded or quadruple-minded and so yes you're going to have mental health issues because your spirit was designed to be singular Mm -hmm. it wasn't designed to be all over the place that's why you see um when somebody's possessed by a demon, demons mm-hmm. aren't singular in thought. They're all over the place. They're causing havoc here, causing havoc here. They don't have a singular reference point like True. the name, yes. like God does. He has a single reference point. He's the same today and as for he is forever. 
And so you see people acting erratic. That erraticism comes from not having a single place for your heart to function. You know, this is also reminds me of a scripture where God said, mm-hmm. I think it's in one of the Ten Commandments. I'm not looking at commandments, but one of his words were, you shall not have any other gods before me. Mm-hmm. And that when you have so many reference points and so many attachments mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. on the outside in the natural world to grab your attention more than who who's in you, Christ mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes like you were saying, Courtney, a double minded man will not receive anything from God. It's just going to be total chaos, right? All over the place. <laughs> exactly. All over. And I think that's what they would call um, bipolar. Mm-hmm. Multiple schizophrenia. A lot of that. That's a, that is what the issue is. And so our society is so accustomed. Even as a teacher, it kind of bothers me because as a teacher, I have to teach um social emotional learning for about 10 to 15 minutes in the mornings. Mm -hmm. But most of of what I'm teaching is codependency. So then I have to go back after I teach and say, but also, you know, (laughs) consider this, you know, because I'm trying to teach them when they're in circumstances and situations to see it as you would a leaf falling from the tree or to see Mm. it as you would wind blowing or a dog barking. Because if you allow every single thing that happens in your life to switch on several emotions, you all over the place. And they're always talking about having calming centers in my, you know, as I'm, I'm also in school and they're talking about having calming centers for students who are, um, you know, may need whatever. And I understand needing a break because we believe in rest. Amen. We believe, we believe in the Sabbath. (laughs) However, we don't want um, all of these external factors to determine how we as Yahweh Elohim, excuse me, as Elohim um, are to function because we have, we are, we are the same, as you were saying earlier, we're the same species. So we are the highest frequency. We are the name above all names. So why is it that I'm letting this situation determine how I am? I've now allowed creation to determine who I am. When, mm-hmm. if you understand the Bible through the Hebraic lens, um, Adam was created when God said, let there be light. He was breathing himself into death. So all things came from us. Mm-hmm. And so we're not supposed to allowing these external factors. And so many people are making decisions based on sex and drugs and music and um, relationships and other perspectives and culture and social status. And mm-hmm. the list just goes on and on and on. And all of these are bringing about various mental health issues because they are limiting the way that you see yourself. They're limiting the way that you your potential, how you manage, how you define relationships, how you're running your house, how you're taking care of yourself intellectually, mm-hmm. your career. All of that comes from reference points because, again, it goes back to your logic and how you operate. And when you are dealing with identity codependency, that means you needing something else to validate you, something else to approve you, something mm-hmm. else to define you. And so if it's not functioning, neither are you. And, and that's what causes the whole, um, like when everybody is so dysfunctional in these areas and you bump into other dis- like people who are dysfunctional and you come into fights or you come into traumatizing situations is because they don't, didn't take the time or 
I shouldn't take the time, but understood these things about yourself in Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, that is why these things start to appear in your life or start to, to happen. Mm-hmm. But like we said, there's always a way. Jesus has finished it, and there's a way for you to study it, study how you function mm-hmm. through his word. I think one of the things people need to realize, like as I'm talking, is that your heart is expressed through feeling. So like when you notice that when you have a thought, Mm -hmm. there is a feeling that is attached to it. And so when you are thinking thoughts that are bringing depression, anxiety, you could also have thoughts that bring joy and peace. And, Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about like intellectual data, like one plus one. I'm talking about those don't make emotions. <laughs> something that you're attached to, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like school, but the thoughts that you live from, they mm-hmm. generate feeling. And a thought is never separate from emotions or feelings. And so that is why I, I, I say things to my, my students like, look at these situations as um, a leaf falling from a tree. Because if every time someone do something does something, you are giving that thing control. Just like when Adam was um, in the garden and he began to look up at the tree to determine his identity. So mm-hmm. now the tree was more powerful than them. And then when the wind blew, <laughs> which was God coming into the garden per se, he really was scared because where he was a son and a son by breath or by spirit or by heart, they're synonyms, energetic system. They're one and the same, which means he had the same intelligence and the same authority that the father did. But when you begin to use external thoughts, you begin to function on a lower level, which also slows down your um, energetic system and your life is actually shorter on the earth. Mm. That's why when, that's why Adam was supposed to live a long time because as you function from the intelligence of, of the Lord, um, of Elohim, you continue to generate life within yourself. Well, and Earth. he also states um, life and peace, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why the Bible says, think on these things, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that are good and holy and of wonderful uh, report. And people think that's positivity. That's not positivity. Positivity, positive thinking is something that a person in the dust or in the desert uses in order to get themselves to a place. When you're functioning Mm -hmm. in the name, you function from the garden. So you're not trying to get somewhere. You're already there and you're just speaking the language of your kind. So it's two different different things. You could also um, test this theory out. You take your cell phone out, right? Mm -hmm. And let's say you decided to watch a Netflix series or something or something from Disney's, whatever. Mm -hmm. you you got to notice you got to be self-aware when you do these things when you're watching tv and say let's say it's um i don't know some kind of horror show or something like that your emotions can make yourself into the movie and not realize that you've already put yourself in that place mm-hmm. you can feel it you can i don't know if anybody you guys had a scare like if whether i'm not talking just about haunted movies any movie you 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 just focus you're focused in it and 
say uh, an actor gets upset, you get upset because the actor's upset, or there's a a, tra uh, a drama part where you're like, oh, I'm so anxious to find out. You can tell your emotions, your whole, you put your whole self in it mm -hmm. to react and stuff. And that's the same thing with um, in the world around us and the not, what Adam did and what we tend to do um, in this world when we're seeing things from the dust perspective or the natural mm -hmm. five senses and the natural outside senses, we tend to get involved. Like, uh, um, Courtney, you were saying about the, the leaf falling and making that bigger, <laughs> bigger than yourself, or you're seeing a spider and you go, eek, you're making that bigger mm -hmm. than what you are because you've, you've put yourself making into that, that awareness, mm -hmm. I should say, instead of yeah. being aware that you hold up, you uphold all things like yeah. your father. Mm -hmm. So, any, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, any time that you can identify that you're using external frames of reference, which lead to <laughs> mental health issues, if you haven't got our point, um, when you are <laughs> feeling powerless, when you yeah. feel like you're the victim, when you feel like you're limited, all of that comes from the codependency upon something outside of yourself. So if you feel those feelings, that means you need to stop, change the way that you're thinking and go back to thinking like our species and functioning from the heart. That gives me another thought with Graham Cook. If anybody knows Graham Cook, mm -hmm. he says exactly the same thing. If you don't, he, I love his quote where he says, if you do not uh you don't like your the thought that you have. Have another thought. Another thought. Yep, he yeah. does say that. <laughs> you know, and the thought should be God's thought. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. How he thinks about it, and you know, at any time you're not sure what that is, um, use a promise. You can go into Deuteronomy and start to look at some of the promises, and look at the thought because the promises also came from the breath. They also came from our species. It is the language of our kind. In fact, that's what scriptures are. The scriptures are not for validation and emotional validation and moral validation. The scriptures are actually there so you can make judgments, decrees, one mm -hmm. in the same. And so you right. can know what the promises, which are the blessings. That's what it's for. And so if you ever like, well, I'm thinking the wrong thing and you need to take your place, you can also turn on. A radio show such as ours, you know, a, a podcast or something like that so that you can shift your mind. If you haven't been to our YouTube channel, I suggest you go there. <laughs> There's a <laughs> lot of uh, language of Elohim, hours, oh, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of hours of language of Elohim on there to help you shift your thought and gain a new perspective so that you can keep living from your, your energetic system and not some right. sort of external, external factor that here's what's funny. Um, you can tell when the spirit runs out of something when it turns back into dust. And so when you're born, you're born with a certain amount of energy. That's why kids are like hopping all over the place. And Ooh, as yes. you begin to use external things, you deplete that energy. Oh, definitely. But the more that you continue to live from your spirit, like if you teach your children to live from their spirit, they're going to always have that type of energy because they're functioning solely on life. 
Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. teach a child, like I didn't get that opportunity. My son, by the time I came into understanding the name and self-existence and self-determination, my son was like a late teenager, right? And so mm-hmm. now I try to give him what I can, but there's a lot of things he's already set because typically by the age of eight, the thoughts of a person has kind of set in, kind of, you know. Um, but thank God for the Holy Spirit. But we want to actually, yes. as early as possible, start to get this information not only into ourselves, but also into our children, because that's what produces long life. That's what produces that peace that comes with understanding the principles and the physics of the name. Mm-hmm. It comes with peace. It comes with love. It comes with joy. And here's the thing, and I say this a lot because I think because if anybody who listens to us, they may know that we're master mentors at the Institute. I'm just going to tell you, I don't always remain in the name. <laughs> Sometimes, you all, I step outside of the garden. And when I realize that I do, and I begin to feel those negative emotions, I'm like, ooh, it is so gross out here. I do not like being out here. I have to go, go back, back and hide. <laughs> Which means I just shifted from the external thought, the tree creation as being my Lord. And I went back to God's promises and his judgments being is what I use as my compass mm. to determine what I can do and who I am. Two different things. Because anytime I'm using schoolwork or my job or my child or or whomever or whatever is happening around me, that's when mm-hmm. you begin to deplete life and you begin to have multiple reference points and begin to feel gross. It really feels gross. It's especially gross. I'll say this. Once you know what it's like to live in the name and then you go out, you're like, this is awful. Why would anyone ever <laughs> want to live out here? It becomes like, strange. A different huh? world. It becomes strange in a different world. It's especially a different world. Yeah. It's a whole when you different live in the realm. Yeah. It's so different. It's insane. But I also <laughs> noticed now that I've lived in the garden for, you know, a couple of years now. And when I do make the decision, the silly decision to go back out and it's like it, it's like amplified when you step out of the garden now. Like you're really aware. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really not fun. <laughs> so I I really like the point that you you pointed up about your your kids and the kids energies. Mm hmm. Um, which leads me to the scripture in Proverbs 22, six, it says, train up a child in the way he should go. And he, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm-hmm. And if like, if you teach them the self-existent way, the, the garden way mm-hmm. of living from the heart, like you were saying, um, and you said, notice as they grow, um, if they took on the dust perspective or the, the carnal way, um, their energy starts to deplete. And you notice this when you get older as well. You're like, oh, you, in the dust realm, you're like, oh, it's just a back pain. Oh, it's just this. It's all, mm-hmm. it's just that. It's your energy, the the life force that you are inside the dust of the body, like Adam's made from the dust of the ground, mm-hmm. which is from the Adama. And Jesus, or God, blew breath of life in him, right? So that's the spirit of life. So your spirit of life, your energy starts to deplete every time you, like you were saying, living in that dust realm, mm-hmm. right? And you can tell by your physical, by the time you're 
let's say 40 or 50, you're like, oh, I, that's what for kids. I don't want to play basketball. I don't want to do all that stuff. And that is that life, that energy from when you're a kid mm-hmm. is depleting, right? Mm-hmm. But if you, you, it, it, it doesn't sick. matter, right? Yeah, even that, like, this can all be reversed, guys. Mm-hmm. There's no, um, there is a cure. There is a way. <laughs> there is a <laughs> you, cure. I love that. Yes, when you live in the garden mm-hmm. the, and you start to build yourself up or train even yourself, like you're training your kids to live mm-hmm. in the garden, you train yourself up. You think you start to dig into the word. Your heart is so full of wanting to know what Jesus has done for you. Um, that energy, your energy starts to brighten. Everything starts to, the aches and pains will go away. All the stuff mm-hmm. will start to fade in the background. And it's like Christ said, I've died so that you can have life and life abundantly. Indeed. And it starts to shine and starts to, you start to have all this energy. You are like, wow, I'm, I feel like a kid again. Like my body feels renewed. Your gods would say renewed like the eagles, right? You start to, you do amazing stuff. So there is a way to combat mental health, uh, physical, which leads to physical health, right? So the more you combat your mental health and changing the perspectives according to the name and your covenant with God, the better you'll see the results within your body and the world around you. The mm-hmm. people around you will look at you differently. Strangely, mm-hmm. they say, mm-hmm. even the scripture says, you're peculiar people, mm-hmm. different and I, I wanted to like also drop in that living from your heart is very concrete and it's very mm. practical. And so if we sound really abstract or theoretical, I don't, oops, hit my mic. Sorry about that. I don't want us to sound that way. Okay. Because yeah. what you're doing here, because you are, if you're dealing with mental health, health issues, you are dealing with a framework, a mental framework. And so in order for you to come into a new culture of what we say in the garden or self-existence or self-determining identity, that is for Mm -hmm. you to develop a brand new framework in which everything is independent of you. And so there's no external approval when you're living from your heart or your breath or your energy. They're all the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so your breath alone is the testament of your approval. It determines your validation and your worth. And so your existence, the energy in you, validates you. So nothing Mm -hmm. outside of your heart is supposed to be moving you. That's people's opinions, appraise, rejection, none of it. And you may think, oh, but what if they're saying I'm so great? You still see it as independent of you. You're almost like, like she said earlier, watching a movie. And so Mm -hmm. your heart... You need to understand it is self-generating. For instance, we don't go around plugging our spirits in. Just like the way you don't have to plug your nails in unless there's some sort of dysfunctioning happening in your body, which we will need to pray for that. Um, Your nails grow on their own. They generate by themselves, which is what your spirit is, is what your spirit is doing as you use it as your compass. That's called living from your heart. And so when you're living from your heart, you're functioning in integrity at all times. You're functioning in equity at all times, which in itself generates love, joy, peace, and and so on 
as long as there are no external references that are helping you making your decision. Right, You're living right. independent of all situations and limitations. That is a complete change in your framework just with that one component right there. Mm. And this is not something, believe it or not, this is not just for Christians. Because Jesus was the representative for all humanity. Everyone actually has the Holy Spirit. They don't know it. The good news is we were supposed to go tell them. So <laughs> I so I have actually been translating a lot of this information to my third graders. And I now have a theater troupe after school in which they are like creating different things in order to function from their heart, where they're learning to function from integrity and equity and all those other things. And That's I'm okay. really trying to evaluate to see like what shifts take place in them, in my classroom, because it's just a few of them. There's like seven of them that I've chosen from third, fourth, and fifth grade. And so just over the time, I'm trying to see the change they're making. So we don't want you to also think this is a religious thing. This is something that is for humanity. <laughs> you know, everybody can do this. And so that's why we were saying earlier, if you know anybody that um, is dealing with mental health issues, please share this with them. Mm -hmm. Because no matter what your religion is, if you stop using external factors in order to influence you, and to validate you, you will begin to see this shift in you. Just that one thing. Because now you've become more powerful and you're um, governing over situations. You're managing, you're ruling over situations. Mm -hmm. Whereas before those things seem insurmountable and so big for you. And that's and what's driving yeah. you and overwhelming. And that's what's driving you to have those feelings. Because we're mm -hmm. talking about feelings and emotions. Your heart is always attached to a thought. And so now when you're shifting to more of the ruler, uh, powerful, authority mindset, when you're looking at things, now you're managing the situation. You're looking at it through intelligence. Mm -hmm. And that's what God actually is. He is the highest intelligence. And so I, I love. Go ahead. Sorry. I just love when you said framework. It starts with a framework. Mm hmm then as you build your framework from the inside out, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it becomes normal, it becomes mm -hmm. your normal world. And when people are struggling, like I said, you could see it, you, you understand it. And you're able to share where you've come from and, and help that situation. Mm -hmm. And so. when you, and when you're actively living from your heart, that's that's when you stepped into self-existence and self-determination, which means that you are solely responsible for your life. And you know that through this intelligence and standing in integrity, standing in equity, that you can produce, that you can increase, that you can generate life. Like you will even begin to see um, a shift in your actual body, as um, Tanya had said earlier. And you will begin to notice your response to things um, because now what you're doing is managing your spirits. Now you have taken responsibility over your energy because you have left the external things alone. That's why we say you are solely validated by your spirit, your energy. It is nothing outside of you that validates you. And so that means you have one single 
reference point. You are single in your mind. Mm, so good. Um, I would call that, like, Father would call that good works. You know, it's not something that you do mostly what you take information from the outside, but what you take from your heart is good works. It's always good and very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, did you want to take a break and we'll come back in like five minutes after our reboot your or construct your matrix? Yeah, let's do a couple questions. Sure. Okay, guys. So this is our Reconstruct Your Matrix time. Uh, Here's a fun Bible trivia game that we love to hand out time to time. (laughs) Not all of our segments, but Mm -hmm. time to time. And hopefully you can get the answers to these ones. So we're going to do probably three questions. And the first question is, Mm -hmm. how how beautiful okay who said these these quotes okay and what's the answer to this how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth what's the answer is it um you can find this answer sorry guys in isaiah 52 7. how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth what and number two so complete this verse from job um for the price of wisdom is what job oh i forgot to put the reference on there but it's in job (laughs) if you can find the scripture it says for the price of wisdom is and number three Oh, actually, that's Job 28, verse 18. There you go. Mm. Um, Number three, who does God call what? My firstborn higher than the king of the earth. It was it's uh, it's located in Psalms 89, verse 27. Who does God call what? My firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. And you can write your your comments below. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And we'll go back over and give you the answers. So number one, the answer is, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth. If you got the answer, good tidings from Isaiah 52, verse 7, you are totally correct. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Number two, complete this verse from Job. For the price of wisdom is above rubies that would be the answer if you looked up job 28 18. and number three last question who does god call my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth the answer is it's david psalms Mm. 89 27. check those verses out and if you got them right guys those blessings are yours oh those little answers or all those um, scriptures that we've said with the how beautiful of the feet of the mountain that bringeth good good tidings that is you because you're the key to the door mm-hmm. of bringing this good news about um, 
what we're talking about today. Um, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. Wisdom is living from your heart. That's above any ruby mm. you can mm. you can find out on the earth. And number three, God called my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. We say David, but if you actually think about it, when he David was a man after God's own heart. So therefore, you are as well mm. God mm. through Christ, firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. Amen. Oh, amen. Those were so Blessings good. Blessings to you guys. <laughs> Those were good. So we, as we keep going back into mental health, um, mm -hmm. it just came to me that if people who are listening, if you go to coachcourtney.com, I have mm -hmm. a book there, an ebook there on the homepage that's called Three Strategies to Truly Live Life. And in it, it actually gives you practical ways to begin to change your framework. So how about we talk about those um, so we can give people something <laughs> practical? Because I was like, okay, what can we give them that's really practical? And if you look at the book, I'm not going to read all the book. I'll just give you like a couple pointers from the book. But the first thing that, um, that I gave as a strategy was observe. In yeah. other words, you want to identify moments where you are entertaining entertaining external frames of reference. So if you are, if there's a specific person, if there is a circumstance, or if there's a situation, and you begin to feel negative emotions, then that's you observing it. Like, oh, wait, mm -mm, I feel stress. Oh, wait, <laughs> mm -mm, I feel negative anxiety. Sometimes there's, you know, anxiety, but negative anxiety. Oh, I feel depression. So if you're encountering something and you immediately feel those things, that's the first way to start making that shift so that you can walk back into the garden. So I would call those alarms, alarm bells. Absolutely. Absolutely. Those are alarms going off that you stepped outside and come that back, you picked up back. different <laughs> thoughts from external thoughts. Okay. So that's not you living from your heart when those alarms that she mentioned go off. So that first step is actually just to um, observe. Okay, this is not my own heart and I don't want to make any decisions right now. Hmm. So good. And what's even great is you can, before, if you know there's a person at your job that just gets your goat, <laughs> they just get you going. <laughs> You can also observe this prior to interfacing with that person. Or if you know there's a situation, I remember when my mom, she said that when she used to work at a bank, I was a little baby. I was probably like five or six. Every day she would bring me a lollipop from the bank. Well, one day she decided not to bring me a lollipop and I did not like it. <laughs> so I was, she said, I was crying and kicking my legs and screaming. Oh my. <laughs> She was not happy. So the next day, she did bring me a lollipop. Can you believe that woman? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so I was screaming and crying. In the bed. So my mom had to make a decision because she observed <laughs> that her child was throwing a fit when she didn't get candy. Well, I guess the moral of the story is <laughs> she had to make a decision. On what she was going to do on the third day. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I can't remember what she said, but I 
do think it involved me getting at least one or two taps, which calmed me down um, and restored <laughs> me to my right mind. But anyway, step number one, that was just a tangent, apologies, um, is to observe. Number two is you want to govern because, hey, we're going back in the garden. And what do we do in the garden? We cultivate and we keep. We do that by making decisions. In other words, we govern, we manage. So we rule. So here's our opportunity where we make the decision to rule. That's where we make the decision not to be the victim. Where whoever, Candy, Sandy, Mandy, when I go to work, I've already made the decision. She is not ruling over me. I'm the one sitting on the throne. That does not mean I turn into an oppressor. Because remember, living from your heart is rooted in integrity and equity. So I also um, honor the spirit that is in Candy or Mandy, right? But I do have to make a decision that I am not going to be the victim in the situation, that I am the ruler. I'm the one functioning from the highest intelligence. And my third thing that I talk about in that book is making a plan. So when you govern, when the Lord... Um, if you come really quickly, because I feel like we're running out of time, <laughs> Genesis chapter one and two, they're actually parallel chapters um, mm -hmm. all the way from the beginning of Genesis to um, chapter two, verse three. That is God's thought. That is his plan. Right. And then from verse uh, chapter two, verse four, all the way to the end of the chapter, that is Adam or his son executing the plan. So when we are in authority, we have a plan that we execute. So I've made the decision. I've observed the negative emotion. I've made the decision. Now I need to make a plan on how I'm going to respond. Or actually, this is not even respond. This is being uh, productive prior to this happening. What am I going to do in this particular situation? Mm -hmm. Because Holy Spirit actually works with plans. That's why he was hovering over the face of the deep. And as I as a Elohim begin to walk out my plan, the governor, the sovereign of the universe, Holy Spirit begins to work with me. And so that's why it's important that we one, observe, two, make a decision to govern, and then three, make a plan as a governor and that we begin to walk that out. That is so good. And this will kind of, what you just said will, and yeah, what you just said, Courtney, will definitely um, clear up some mental health mm -hmm. issues. It will, because now you're living from a new frame of re uh, reference. So you're now reorienting your mind. That's mm -hmm. why the Bible says that you will be transformed by the renewing of by your reorienting mind. your mind. <laughs> because you left the formal external frame of reference and now you've stepped into internal frame of and you, when you guys do this um just be adamant like if you were to go to school like if you're you kind of taking a certain course or something you're adamant and getting that course done mm -hmm. well it's the same thing of doing this in your own life and for your own mental health you have to be adamant or determined mm -hmm. to change things around because like courtney you were saying no one's gonna be doing it for you you have to make the decision. You have to do this for yourself in order to bring life back into your 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 heart, um, your family, your friends, the world around you. This is this is this is for you. Jesus did it, it all for you. 
It is. It's all for you. And I also want to put this disclaimer out as you put out that one. You've been using your external frame uh, frame of reference for so long. You've been functioning from a codependent identity for so long. It is really important to show some grace to yourself and give yourself time to adjust to living from your heart because it Mm -hmm. is an entirely new world. That's why we keep saying in the garden, out of the garden, two completely different realms, two systems, two different physics. I mean, it's completely different. So this is a time of transition from external motivation to internal motivation, from being the victim to being the ruler. So again, be kind. It's a process. It's a transition. It's a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. But it really, you will find it super cool on all the things that you see (laughs) Holy Spirit do as you are born again, as you learn to live all over again. (laughs) It's really cool to see what the Lord does. And just remember, when you do screw up, it's okay. (laughs) It's okay to fail. Yes. And he says, my mercies are new every morning. Just do it again. You're welcome. <laughs> Just do it again and again and again. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you just, you just, you will succeed. You, you will. will. There's no failure in Christ. Exactly. Because what's great that. about Holy failure. Spirit, let me tell you, he will let you keep doing it over and over and over again. Take the test again. You're he won't, he will not grow weary. <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> so hopefully this has been helpful. Um, hopefully we've helped you understand the difference between um, external validation and internal validation and why internal validation actually helps you have positive and healthy and lovely emotions, whereas external um, frame of reference, you do have those negative issues because you're double-minded. Mm-hmm. So I do encourage you to observe your thoughts, to identify your frame of reference, um, to remember that you have now decided to govern and rule. You are not the victim. You are not weak. And that you should have a strategy in place, just like the Lord does. He always has a plan, just like Jesus. Jesus was a plan that <laughs> yeah. came to pass. And you, so that your heart can lead you, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you have any questions, make sure you reach us, um, reach out to us. If you're on Facebook or YouTube, you definitely can drop something in the comments so that one of us can respond to you. Is there anything else wanted to add to that, Tanya? <laughs> What's that? I said, was there anything else you wanted to add to that? Oh, just uh, when you said reach out to us, um, we also have, like we talked about earlier in the beginning of the episode, Facebook. You guys can leave comments there too. And you can sign up in our Facebook group where you can constantly hear these um, radio talks. We've got all from all segments there. Check it out. We'd love to hear your comments. And if you need something to be renewed with your mind, that's another great place to go as well. It is. And it's called the Anointed Life Mindset Mentors mm-hmm. on Facebook. That's still Also, name. Reboot Your Biblical Perspective Talk Show. Don't, don't forget about that one. Where you can just get the radio talks. And we're also on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google. If you want to listen to the same, uh, <laughs> the yes. same uh, broadcast later. Um, and if you all have topics that you want us to go into, we are so open to topics. <laughs> so let us definitely. know. Let us know. 
All right. Well, everyone, I want you just to be blessed and hmm. walk in the spirit. Definitely. We'll have Definitely. a great evening, everybody. Yes, do. Good night, everybody.